Welcome to the Walk Podcast of the Thompson Institute, a podcast for students and faculty on your walk across campus as a resource for your spiritual journey. I'm Aaron Badenhop. And I'm Jordan Browning. And we are your hosts and fellow Buckeyes. Thanks again for joining us uh, for this part two episode uh, as we continue our conversation with Dr. Hatsu, a professor at Ohio State of Human Nutrition. Um, we're excited for you guys to hear uh, the, the conversation continue as she explains kind of what it's like for her to be a Christian uh, person of faith and a scientist, as well as any doubts, questions that she's had uh, through her spiritual journey um, and, and what it's been like for her to sort of wrestle with those. Yeah, both I think Aaron and I um, are really curious even to know how um, your faith and also your research and uh, area of expertise like intersect. Um, And and I think on campus, I mean, we hear, I think, often from students um, that they're... Uh, assumption is that science and faith do not intersect, that um, you sort of have to choose one or the other, maybe. Um, And so we're curious, like, do you find that your research in human nutrition, what you've studied, um, and your religious beliefs, are they at odds with each other? Um, And then maybe along with that, how might a field like human nutrition point to the existence of God for you? Okay, so I'll tackle the first one first, which is, do I feel that my research in human nutrition, um, if let me try and phrase it correctly, if it validates. If it's, if it's at odds with you, if, if it's, it's at, at odds, odds, or if it goes yeah. along with your I do not think it is at odds at all. I study difficult to reach populations that nobody else wants to study. Hmm. And... For me, that comes from a place where I do not just want information about them and helping those um, helping the populations that I work with or understanding them to be just publications in a journal. Human beings do have value. Hmm. They were created by God, and he and he made them important. And because we live in a fallen world, um, life can get difficult and things can get murky. Hmm. And to me, my time here at OSU is just him placing me here through my job that to be able to be his hand in folks' lives. Hmm. So I am not doing basic science research. I am not in a wet lab. Mm. My research is in a community. Mm. And my research um, tries to bring back what people may have lost through difficulties in life. I work with homeless kids who have been abused and traumatized um, and to some extent think that life is hopeless and nobody cares about them. Um, and that is not the case. And so for me, studying them, I mean, 
not studying them just to be their like subjects, but interacting with them and trying to give them quality of life back, you know, so they can be parts of society and just live life for me. Mm-hmm. It is more than just an academic pursuit. Mm-hmm. Um, to more being someone the Lord is using in their lives. And I can give an example. Prior to working here, I was, like I said, I was in Florida, I was in Miami, and I was doing research at an HIV clinic. Initially, when I got there, like everybody else, stigma. So when they Mm -hmm. touch stuff, I don't touch it. I knew the science told me that me touching what they touch is not going to harm me in any way. But at the back of my mind, being a human being, I was just... I'm wary of my interactions with them. But sooner or later, the Lord touched my heart and I found myself praying for my um, my study community. And they became friends and they were people I would chat with. They come when I'm not, I did not have appointments to come see me um, just to say, hey, I have, I was thinking about this thing and I needed to talk to you about it, and we would do that. And if they didn't mind me praying for them, we would just pray. So, yes, it was a research setting, but Mm -hmm. they became more, to me, they are more than research subjects. They have value in life, and Mm -hmm. I am in their lives for a reason. And so, and I'm studying their life challenges, trying to find solutions in a way Mm -hmm. um, from a scientific point of view in ideas that the Lord will give me um, to help the population, I guess. So for me, they are not at odds at all. Mm -hmm. So some scholars argue that Christianity helps give a context to scientific research that infuses more meaning into that research than secularism is able to do. What do you think about that idea? And have you experienced this to be true in your work in human nutrition? Yeah. Like I just um, said, um, and rightly so, you um, summarize it. I, I try, and I wouldn't say it is 100% all the time, but I try. I do believe exactly what you said, that Christianity gives meaning um, it's a lot of the things that we do as scientists, and for me, that is the case. Um, I try to let my faith um, guide what I do, and I pray about my research, and I ask for knowledge. Um, when I get results, that doesn't make sense. Um, I try to read around, and sometimes I would read and read, and it doesn't make sense. And I'll be lying in bed in the middle of the night. I'm like, yes, that's it. And I guess every human being gets that. But for me, that was not by chance. That was the Lord waking me up to tell me the meaning of stuff. I'm. We haven't really touched on this much yet. I'm wondering if there's been events in your life or seasons in your life where you've sort of questioned your faith assumptions before. Uh, and if that's the case... How did you deal with that? Yes, like every Christian, I, and maybe it's not every Christian, but I have gone through periods in my life where I've questioned my faith. 
And there are usually times where I'm going through a really hard time or something in the world happens and I just cannot. That is horrible and I cannot wrap my head around it. And it has gotten a lot easier since the Lord has shown me I, basically it was for me it was a struggle between the Lord's sovereignty mm. and evil mm. um, in the world and that was where the the struggle has been for me but the more I understand what it means for the Lord to have his sovereignty or for God to be sovereign um, it doesn't mean well let me take a step back Yes, he's sovereign, but he also, his understanding is also way higher than what my limited human mind can understand. So what I may perceive as a difficult time that I may want him to take away or what I may perceive as a difficulty in the world, I'm like, why would this happen if there is a good God? I've come to understand that for my mind may see it as evil, but he is allowing it for his purposes and for a good that I may never understand in this side of creation. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, the more I have understood that, it has made it easier to be able to go back or every time I, I have doubts, to be able to go back and say, you know what? You know in part. You mm -hmm. don't know it all. Mm -hmm. And when I was in college, one of my mentors, um, spiritual mentors at the time, told me something that I have never forgotten. And he said it in a Ghanaian language, so I'm going to try and translate it into English as much sure. as I can. Or you can say it in a Ghanaian language, too. That'd <laughs> yeah, be fun. That'd be awesome. um, <laughs> he said something like, which means we'll worship God not based on someone else's experiences, but on your experiences and on your challenges that you've had in life. When things are very rosy in life, you don't find yourself on your knees. It is when you have challenges in life that you find yourself on your knees. And that is when you get closest to God. And so when I have had things happen to me that makes me doubt my faith, I'll go back to those times that I had difficult times and he carried me through. And I could see his hand. Mm. In those situations, every single, the um, uh, hindsight they say is twenty twenty. <laughs> so when I was going through it, I couldn't see his hand, but mm. when it's done and I'm looking back, I'm like, "Yep, he was right here. Yep, he was right there. Yep, he was this. This was all him." I can go back and say, "You know what? All of those things cannot be by chance. Mm. There must have been a God who took me through that." And because of that, I choose to believe than to listen to my doubts. Mm. And so basically I'm saying that when you have difficult times in life, sometimes it is through that that the Lord will hold you through times when you you get to doubt in your faith. At least that has been my case. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I will give you an example. When I was having, during my master's education, I got really sick one night. My stomach hurt so bad. And it turned out that I had a ruptured appendix. So I had to go into surgery right away. Well, I was a grad student. I had no money um, to pay all these hospital bills. And so I was doing the best I can in between my little stipend and having to pay all these other bills. At my graduation from my master's, this gentleman walks up to me, shakes my hand. Well, take a step back. The hospital has determined that I was low income, in quotes. And so they said certain things I didn't have to pay for because I fell below a particular income level. But there was some that I had to pay. They could not, they had to pay the anesthesiologist, if that's how you say it. Mm -hmm. Um, And this guy walks up to me at my graduation, shakes my hand and leaves a paper in my hand. I opened the paper and it was a check for the exact amount that I needed to pay the hospital. Not $1 more, not $1 less. Mm-hmm. How did he know? I knew that guy from nowhere. Mm-hmm. And he comes up to me and he does that. It turns out that one of the girls in my cohort, that is her dad. Mm-hmm. And... When I told her her dad gave me money, she freaked out and she thought it was a mistake. So she went back to her dad and said, my friend said you gave her thousands of dollars. And he said, yes, the Lord told me to give Mm. her that amount. Mm. How can that be chance? Mm. Mm. How can that be chance? So for me, I, and this girl didn't know how much I owed because she wasn't even a close friend. Mm. She was just part of my cohort. And so mm-hmm. I knew her because she was part of the group of us that were accepted that year. And if she knew how much I needed to pay, I would have said, well, maybe she told her dad. But she freaked out, went to her dad and said, did you make a mistake? He was like, no, the Lord said to give. And he didn't even have it. It was money to be used for another project that they had saved up. He said, don't use it for that. Give it to her. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome story. So when I yeah. doubt, I'm like, how about that experience? And so we worship God through our experiences, our individual experiences, not by someone else's. If someone else tells you your story and you're dependent on that, it's hard. But when sure. you live it, hmm. it is is it makes it easier to go back and remember those things. Mm-hmm. To be able to say, you know what? For now, I may be struggling, but there was a God back then, and there mm-hmm. can be a God tomorrow. Jordan, what stood out to me from this part of the interview was her story uh, receiving this gift when she was struggling with finances, with her medical bills, and that the gift that came was exactly what she needed. What stands out to me about it is, you know, I think there's probably a lot of people who would hear that and would say, certainly there's a way that this guy knew exactly what she needed. There's there's some information that she just doesn't have about how this happened. Uh, and even if 
miraculously almost this guy was able to write a check for exact amount that she needed it's still not necessarily evidence that that there is a god but i i just found what is interesting when she when she was talking about how uh this mentor in ghana talked to her about how you have to rely on your own experiences you can't uh just rely on other people's experiences of faith to be what you need on your own spiritual journey you have to have your own experiences and uh, I just think it's it's a really interesting thing that for her, this is this was an experience that she interprets as God uh, miraculously providing for her in a time of need, it, and it's evidence for her of God's faithfulness to her, and it, and it's something that she relies upon in really hard and challenging times to say, you know, uh, God is good, and even if I can't understand it and see it now, I can I can trust that not not because someone else told me that that's true, but because I have that experience. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, Aaron, I, I think what stood out to me, especially coming out of our event last week, um, uh, do humans have value? Was what she had to say about her research with these unaccompanied homeless youth uh, that she does not see these people as sort of the other or um, as test subjects, as a means to an end for her research, or even even a means to academic notoriety or success, whatever, fill in the blank, or even just her own personal, like, fulfillment, I feel good because I do this, but rather, um, this work that she's doing is, is out of um, her deep-rooted sense that God has created all people um, with value, and that um, and therefore it is worth her time to sort of do what she can to restore dignity to these people, to give back something that may have been lost to them. Uh, and that's a reflection of her creator, um, and, and her faith in Christ. And I, yeah, super encouraging for me. It was, it was great to hear. Yeah, it was a really fun interview with Dr. Hatsu. Well, join us next time. Uh, we had the chance to interview Dr. Peter Kreef during his visit with us, and he's actually written over 70 books, and he's he's really an expert on how to be a guide for people on their spiritual journey, and so we get to ask him a lot of fun questions. And uh, so uh, look for that podcast. should be coming out here in a few weeks. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening to The Walk of the Thompson Institute. The personal views presented by the scholars and professors on our podcast do not represent the views of their employer. For upcoming events and for more information, visit thethompsoninstitute.org, a program of CREW at Ohio State.